Greetings and salutations. Mike check, Mike check, one, two. How's it going, Raymond? Too bad. Excellent. Good to hear. A little tired, are we? A little tired? Need a little nap? The I need movies. Nap, but... <laughs> the, the movies on Thursday nights take a lot out of me. Yeah. Especially when, I mean, it didn't feel as long as it was, but we didn't get out till like 920, 915. 930, but by the time I got yeah. home, it was after 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, but talk about that in a little bit. Of course, we saw the big movie of the week, but we'll we will talk about that in a little later. Uh, wanted to bring up an album that I heard this week, not the first time, <clears throat> but turned it on. I know you're a fan of the Beastie Boys, so Check. I turned on I turned on uh, License to Ill. Okay. Listen to the whole thing from front to back. Solid album. How did they get the rights to Led Zeppelin samples when they are notorious for... I know you knew the answer to this because you're, you're a fan. You've listened to documentaries, watched documentaries. Notorious for not giving any commercial... <laughs> Here's the thing, Raymond. That album came out in 1986. Yes. Right? The sampling in general was not... In fact, the Beastie Boys ended up breaking sampling with their follow-up album. Um, but sampling in general was not looked bad upon. Like, you could use samples mm -hmm. and get away with it. When they released Paul's Boutique with the Dust Brothers... Um, you gotta watch the documentary. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I need to, yeah. The, they... Well, first off, they show you how he did the how MCA did that sample. That wasn't Rick Rubin. That was MCA did that sample. Okay. Um, and it's really like he used well, like a chair two, to like wind the tape and shit. Um, the, there's two noticeable ones on License to Ill. The first one is uh, when the levee breaks. I think that's the first yes. song on the album, and the second one yes. is Moby Moby Dick. The whole entire yeah. song takes the guitar riff from Moby Dick from the beginning to the end of this three and a half minute song is like. Holy shit, how did they do that? Now that yeah. makes sense, because they weren't even so, probably looking for it at the time. Let's get back to Paul's Boutique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My personal favorite album. Yeah, I know that. They hired the Dust Brothers because they were really high one night, <laughs> and they heard the par a party next door, and it was being done by the Dust Brothers, who were in computer science in college and were interested in like DJing and stuff. So they let them produce the entire second album after they left FGM. And in that album, there's like... 213 samples hmm. they sample the theme to jaws they sample the theme to psycho they sample like you'll listen to the album and just be and now that you've like actually heard these songs i mean heard like the original songs now that you're older i didn't under i didn't notice it when i was like 14 15 when i got into the album but they got away with a lot on that Holy entire shit. album and there's actually a thing on youtube i'll see if i can find the link and give it to you but um about how that changed sampling um because then everyone's like, why are we letting them use our music? Because this is because their first album was like during the infancy of hip hop. No yeah. one gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like they sold, I think, like five hundred thousand copies of that record. Like not a lot at first. Um, so yeah, no one gave a shit back then, eighty six, eighty seven. Um, and it really wasn't until they made their follow up where they people actually started caring. Also, mm. one more fun fact: Dust Brothers did the entire soundtrack to uh, Fight Club. Nice. Where else have but I yeah, heard? That's the where else have I heard of the Dust Brothers? 
so, there's something Are you talking else about Paul's boutique constantly. No, it's gonna be something else. I'll, I'll have to do some, we'll have to do some research on this and get back to it in a couple of weeks, months. Once yeah, I watch that documentary. Uh, yeah, that documentary on Apple TV is absolutely fantastic. Okay, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, quick fat fuck segment. A few items I want want you and I to be on the lookout for this summer, so I can do a taste test. There's four things I want to look for. One of them is Lay's came out with three new version, three new flavors this summer. Sandwich base. One is a Reuben. One is a BLT flavored. And I can't oh, remember what the third. I, I don't remember what the third one is. I but, love uh, Reubens, but what the fuck would that taste like? Uh, oh, it was a buffalo chicken sandwich. Was the third one. That one sounds good. Yep. Um, and I, I want to look for those. Doritos is also coming out with a hot mustard and a tangy ketchup. And I also, also want to try the new... Uh, they have a barbecue-flavored one I haven't tried yet because I haven't seen it in the stores. I want to try those three. Reese's is coming out with an ice cream with Reese's Pieces. I like uh, Reese's Pieces. Peanut butter ice cream. You can currently get that at Fox's because we've been doing that for years. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Is, is it... Uh, hold on. It's peanut butter swirling it, though. Nice. Yep. Nice. Like, like to try they, uh, Dunn's used to have a uh, chocolate-based ice cream with peanut butter swirl and uh, Reese's Pieces and Reese's Cups in it. It was really Ooh, good. Nice. And I don't like chocolate ice cream, but that was really good. I don't I like, either. Uh, like chunks of ch- chunks of uh, like goops of like peanut butter throughout. It was really good. Uh, f- uh let's see. Two, top two flavors of ice cream. Uh, pff, cookies and cream, and anything yeah. with Reese's in it. Uh, cookies and cream and black raspberry for me. So. Yeah. And for me, cookies and cream encompasses all cookies and uh, cream ice cream. I like cook- uh, mint cookies. Mint, mint, mint yep. Co- yeah. Coffee cookies is good. Anything with Oreos in it, basically. Speaking of yeah, Oreos, yeah. speaking of Oreos, yep. this is an off-brand, uh, probably, I'm guessing a Walmart special. It's called special. a transition, people. I'm guessing it's a Walmart special because it's what it looks like. Um, Icy. You yep. know, the uh, slur- Slurpee slushies they sell in movie theaters. I certainly stores. do. They're coming out with a blue raspberry cream-filled cookie. Um, it's blue raspberry filling inside of a white vanilla cookie. Looks like an Oreo, but it's not. Um, be on the lookout for those. I'm not sure if I'm going to like those. I do like blue raspberry, but uh, some blue raspberry is pretty shitty. How is so. there... A blue raspberry flavor when there isn't any blue raspberries. It's one of those artificial flavors. Just, <laughs> I just, know. It's just sugar. Blue raspberry is one of my favorite favorite things for anything sweet. like, especially like uh, any candy, like a gummy candy that's blue raspberry. And or I'm going THC to THC candy that's blue raspberry. I'm going to say this right now. Slush puppy is ten thousand times better than an icy, and I will fight that to my grave. I love I slush puppies. Don't know if I could tell the difference. I probably haven't icy, had one since like, icy I was is, ten. Icy is a very foamy, very light. Oh, okay, I've, uh, I know I've had slush puppies, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had an icy. Yeah, slush puppy is like ice, like it's almost like yeah. a snow cone mixed with water. Yeah. Um, but icy is like a foamy ice, weird mixture. That's why they have like the sodas because it's foamy. 
So it oh, okay. Of, that's they get kind of get that carbonation. I think it's carbonation mixed in it. That's why it's why it's like that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be on the lookout for those. Uh, also, today, well, as we record, Cinco de Mayo. I know you tried to go to a Mexican restaurant. They were busy. You yes, went to another one. Were, yes. Our go our go to around here. Yes. Um, depending, I, I go to different Mexican places depending on what I feel. I was really feeling tacos because it is Cinco de Mayo, um, and Barrio has great tacos. But UNH is like has finals next week, so everyone's like, it's nice weather and shit. They're so people are out on their Friday. Yeah, and they're cramming. They they're wanting their tacos. Yeah. They're wanting their burritos. <laughs> yep. Yep. So um, I went to the other place. So, you want to talk about favorite Mexican food? Good topic. Yes. This is Kevin's idea. Um, perfect time to do it. My go-to, I mean, Cinco de Mayo, first of all, is a holiday that celebrates Mexican-American heritage in America. Mexicans coming over, starting this Tex-Mex, or whatever you want to call it, food sensation that's happened across. It's it's more popular in America than it is in Mexico. Yeah. Um, it celebrates Mexican culture in America, pretty much. Um, and it's where everybody drinks margaritas, gets yep. drunk, off tequila... Not a holiday for me because I'm not a drinker. I will eat the food though, certain certain foods. Um, for me, you know, I love fajitas, mm. the ultimate Mexican me American meal. Every time we go to our place around here, I always get fajitas. Yep. I have a hard time um, going off the menu and getting something different. Although the last time I did get a quesadilla that was pretty damn good. Um, and by the way, we're not talking about Taco Bell here. Taco Bell is not included in this list we're talking about actually <laughs> going to a mexican restaurant and eating some yes food. um but yeah fajitas for me um recently got into burritos at chipotle which i will bring up because chipotle is pretty damn good um mm. uh, burritos there uh, I, I like their chips and salsa anything with nachos i like this is all american yep. stuff that you don't find in mexico authentic yeah. mexican food you're not going to find on our our list today but yeah, nachos, fajitas, burritos, all the all the big stuff. Enchiladas. I make I make some good enchiladas. But yeah, what about you? I know you like burritos. I love burritos. I love smothered burritos. Um, yep. But my go-to is always. It really, like I say, it depends on where I'm going. Like if I go to Locos, I know exactly what I'm getting—a banh mi taco, which is yep. basically like a crispy pork, um, that's cooked in brown sugar. It's really good. Nice. Um, but yeah, Las Palmas, they have their uh, smothered giant burrito that I got today. Um, they were really busy, too. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, I like a quesadilla. Um, haven't had a really good one in a while, though. Mm. Um, not many places I'd go to around here. I will try it from Las Palmas sometime, though. It's good. Maybe next time we go, we'll split a quesadilla to start or something. Yep, we can do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, tacos in general, just as long as it's, it's uh, seasoned properly. Yep. Um, yeah, tacos. Because like sometimes you get like a chicken taco and the chicken has like no seasoning on it. It's fucking yeah. disgusting. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, tacos are my go-to. Most places I go to, um, Vita especially. Except I get a little angry because their fucking tortillas are like four inches round, so yeah. like it doesn't hold any of the fucking ingredients in it. But uh, they have their pork belly tacos, which is amazing. Yeah, just amazing. You uh, you make your own tacos at home. Make your own burritos. Oh yeah, you I do. Uh, and all that. Yeah, I do uh, fajitas, burritos, tacos. I usually don't do burritos. I'd rather just go out for a burrito. Right. Um, that's like last on my list, anyways. If I go out for a burrito, it's usually a burrito bowl. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, uh, 
the best way to do chicken tacos at home I found is you get a can of adobo peppers and you just run them through a uh, food grinder mm-hmm. and then just marinate boneless chicken thighs overnight. Um, that's basically how Chipotle does their chicken. Yep. Yep, and then that. cook it cook it on a flat top or a cast iron skillet works great. And chop it up and they are absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I always have uh, Taco Bell hot sauce in my fridge on deck at all times. Yeah, I have some of those peppers that you just talked about. I have I have a can of those. I'm meaning to do that because I knew that was yep. the main ingredient for their chicken. It's both so good. I usually use a little squirt of uh, sriracha in there and a little oil to kind of loosen everything up. Yeah, the oil um, is a must. Oil, oil is a must for for fajitas and tacos, especially yeah, if you're so. grilling them. Um, I yep. have a go to. I have a go to fajita recipe. Um, do it from scratch. Marinate and marinate overnight. Um, it's it's uh, le- it's lemon. Um, no, sorry, lime-based, oil-based. Um, it's it's very traditional American fajita flavor. Better than that packet shit that you can get in the packets of McCormick yep. and whatever you call it. But yeah, it's my go-to for if I'm going to do that. Of course, go go for the sour cream for me. Sour cream, cheese, yeah. lettuce. Not a big tomato Ooh, guy. So fun fact about sour cream about this guy. Guess my age the first time I tried sour cream. It was uh, not that long ago. I remember. No, well, God, it's long ago now that I think about it. I was 27. Yeah, it wasn't that long 13 ago, years ago. Yep. But uh, I absolutely am a fiend for sour cream. Yep. Cool. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into our what we watched this week. It was supposed to be a big, big, week of, big week of watching things, and I just got tired, plus I decided just to relax and do nothing to catch up. Um... I, we did watch a big movie. We're going to give our reactions to it. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We've kind of been teasing it the last couple of weeks, reviewing the first two. We're going to give our quick reactions now, and we're going to give a spoiler-filled review as much as we can because I didn't do any notes on it, but we may do a follow-up next week with some more more tidbits on it. But um, Quick reactions to the movie. Um, I liked it. Not the best Guardians movie. I don't even think it... I, don't, I was trying to think if it was in the middle, if it was between one and two, because one is obviously the best non-Star Wars space movie that's ever been made. Um, Star Trek fans would have something to say about that, but go I'm on. Not a, I'm not a Star Trek fan, <laughs> I so... I don't, neither. Um, the soundtrack is good, not as good as the first one. Um, I'm not sure if it's good as the second one. Uh, and that's a that's a key to these movies. James Gunn builds the movie around the soundtrack, and you can tell in this one especially the soundtrack plays throughout. And even Rocket sings a lot of the songs because he's he's addicted to the zoom that Peter got in the, in the second movie. Um, but overall, it was good, not great, not the best, and I'm I'm still I'm still fluttering around what the score is going to be, and maybe by the end I'll have an idea. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it later. What do you got? What do you have for an idea on this? I loved it. Um, it's not as good as one. Yeah. Uh, one is almost almost a perfect comic book movie to me. Yep. Almost. Yep. Um, almost. It's it's right there. Um, it's right there. Um, but I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was a long movie. I didn't feel the length. Um. I didn't even check my phone once. Um, nope. And it's not because it fell between the seats um, halfway through. Oh, yeah. I, saw, once it I, fell through. <laughs> I saw you I saw you go reach for it at the end. You were digging yeah. for that damn thing. Yep. Um, 
But uh, also, uh, Regal, please, please, please sweep under the seats. Do you know how much popcorn was down there? Oh, a lot. God, I <laughs> it was it was disgusting. But uh, yeah, I did. I really enjoyed the movie, um, and we'll get to that. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. So don't get me wrong, I did enjoy it. Um, was it the best movie I've seen? Well, no, not this year. Super Mario Brothers is pretty damn good for nostalgia. Um, this may be right I had up it there, just above Super Mario. Okay, on my on my uh, ranking. I think on, I have it. I think app. I have it. I think I have it level there because it did have a yeah. lot of a lot of emotional. He did. He hit the emotion great on it, and we'll yeah. get into it at the end. Um, well, let's get into Ted Lasso. Season's been hit or miss for me. Um, I do like this. I, I like the story. It's just not as funny as the first two seasons. Last week's episode was really good. This week's yeah. episode was okay. Better than the beginning of the season. But I I really enjoyed this week's episode. It was uh it was I liked that his son was in so much of it because yeah. we've barely seen his son. Um, and the whole Beatles thing. I knew you probably popped for. I did. Yep. Um. Yet Ted's family visits. They come. They come to England. Um. His son Henry stays with him for the week, while his ex-wife and her, her and her new boyfriend slash his ex, his ex marriage therapist, um, went to Paris, and he thought that he was going to propose to her. So he was all he was all nervous about that because he still likes he still loves his wife, but he doesn't want her. It's when you're in a relationship, a long-term relationship, you get that. I can't remember. Did they get divorced because he took this job? I can't remember. Or was they already being divorced? There, there was. I couldn't there remember. Was, there was already tension in the marriage, and okay, it, it, he he moved over it's been there a while because I watched the entire. She wanted she wanted space, I think, and then and then she asked him for the divorce when he was okay. over there. Yeah, he, he kind of let her let her. I gotta free. watch the first season again. It's so good. Yeah, but yeah, but. uh... Ted is worried about this, so he calls back the Diamond Dogs, which is the group that he has with Wigan, uh, Wiggins, with uh, Nate, which Nate's not there, but um, he tries to get Roy to join, and of course Beard, but Roy wants nothing to do with it. Roy shuts the door and starts swearing <laughs> in the office. <laughs> and, he sits, and he sits in his seat, he's listening on, he's, he's like nodding his head to, uh, to Ted, but... Um, and Nate starts. He's. I love Nate in this season. I know we we thought we'd hate him going in, but I think Nate's story in this season has been great. I just wish. Yes, that his story gets, is great. Yeah, I just hope he gets back with Ted because I hope he ends up coaching the team yeah. at the end of the season. That's what I hope is the end game. Is he ends up taking over for Ted? Yeah. But I don't know how that would work because right. I'm sure his contract is for longer than one year yeah. with the other club, unless he gets fired. Um, yeah, so Nate starts, Nate tries to start his own Diamond Dogs, and he calls it the Love Hounds, with two, (laughs) (laughs) with two people from his, uh, football group, the, uh, over in, um, West Ham, and it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, they have the fappening that happened over here, where all the celebrities got their secret private videos and pictures leaked online. Shout out to Paige. They had yep, Paige had hers too, but um, they called their version of it on Ted Lasso the Great Awakening, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, 
Well, like you mentioned in the beginning, the full circle moment with Henry and Beard was Before, wait, real quick, real quick. Um, there was a really sweet moment between uh, Jamie and his ex-girlfriend there um, when he went to apologize. But uh, we'll get yeah. into that a little bit later. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have it later. Yep. Yeah. Um, but full circle moment with Henry. Henry and Beard. Um, Henry, you can tell, is sad by, by Ted and his mother's divorce. And Beard has a talk with him about the song Hey Jude, which is being performed by a street performer, and they're sitting in a cafe while it's happening. And Beard tells him the story of Hey Jude, how it was a, a song about, what, about John Lennon. Jude is the nickname to Julian Lennon, uh, John Lennon's first son. And Paul McCartney wrote the song, for John Lennon, for for Jude actually, for Julian, because John Lennon was going through his first divorce with his original mother, with his first with his mother, and uh, yeah, he's just he's trying to tell him that everything will be okay. Beard, Beard in this episode was great, um, great motivation for Henry, um, and he just had great dialogue and the Hey Jude song playing in the back of all this going on was great um but it was a full first full circle moment for henry where he where he finally was given the realization that um about ted that ted loves him they'll do anything for him it's just because there's a divorce going on that he'll always be there um beard was great i wanted to mention that um i already mentioned nate's story is great and like you mentioned keely and jamie keely was one of the uh, celebrities who's uh Sex videos were leaked online by this great awakening, and the one that came running to her side was was Jamie, her ex boyfriend from the very beginning of the show. Um, and it was a great moment between the two of them. Um, Jamie kind of showed his love to her, um, and it made me ask the question: Are you Team Keely and Jamie? Or are you Team Keely and Roy? Because we don't know what happened with Roy and Jay- with Roy and Keely. Yeah, that was sure. stupid. I hate that. Um, hopefully, we find out before the end of the season. Yeah, I think uh, so. But but Roy, one hundred percent. Even though I love Jamie, um, he's a dick in the first season, obviously, but he's supposed to be. Um, because I love Jamie, but I yeah. would definitely go Roy because he's, he's also my favorite character on the show. Jamie's Jamie's character growth in the whole entire show has been great, and yep. he's he's becoming a leader to the football club in Richmond. I like that a lot, and uh, yeah, uh, we are on episode eight, so we have you said yes, twelve. So we have four more episodes left. Good show. If you haven't watched it, watch Ted Lasso. It's a good show. Um, first two seasons are amazing. The writing and the writing and the comedy of the of the first two seasons is great. There's a lot of moments yes. in this in this season that are good too. Um, this had a lot of good moments, a lot of heart. So lots of heart. Um, so the other thing we're going to talk about. Done by the producers of Ted Lasso. Uh, one of the producers the, is Brett Goldstein, Roy Kent yep. from Ted Lasso. It's everyone from Ted Lasso, plus instead of Sudeikis, you got uh, fucking the other Jason. Yep, Jason Siegel. Um, Jason Siegel, Siegel from, from all the Judd Apatow movies, from How I Met yep. Your Mother, um, from uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, you know Jason Siegel, he's a star of all that. So we we watch. You're, you're further away. I'm on the you're last further. episode. Yes. I'm on episode three, but we started watching Shrinking this week, and Shrinking is a great show. I'm okay, only okay. a couple. Of, I'm only a couple episodes in, and it I, only gets better. Yep. So we're gonna, comedy, we're gonna talk about it oh further next week. I'm the gonna comedy I, is fucking. But do you remember uh, Dippin' Sticks? 
Yes. Um, his daughter gives one because he, uh, Harrison Ford's basically her therapist. Yeah. Um, but he's not charging her because she's yeah. like seventeen. Um, but she, so she pays him in candy. So she brings him dipping sticks, and he doesn't know what the fuck they are. And and so she's like, yeah, you know, you look at you dip it in, then you can eat the stick. And so like he eats all the powder, and then he looks at her. He's like, so I can really eat this? And he starts biting it, and he's like, good stick good stick kid <laughs> and he gets addicted to fucking dipping sticks and he gives one to his grandson and he goes only the first one's free kid <laughs> like it's a drug but yeah i highly suggest this show i honestly think i might like it more than ted lasso um yeah. especially as this season has progressed it's gotten funnier um there's been some very dramatic moments um his daughter will be like his best friend in one scene and then just fucking hate him the yeah. next. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really enjoying this show. Um, and if you didn't text me, I probably would have finished the episode. We wouldn't have started recording for another 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it more next <laughs> week. We'll probably talk yeah. about it in detail next week once I finish it. So I'm going to get into that. I'm also watching Buff Kiss, um, the mm-hmm. new Pete Davidson show on Peacock. Um, I recommended you watch the first episode before we record. How many record. episodes are out? There are nine. And I think it's the whole entire season. Are they all out? out. Yep. Oh, okay. The whole, the whole entire season's three. up. And I watched four, so we're getting there. So next week we're going to review those two shows in full length. I did want to mention on Bupkiss, so the cast is perfect. Edie Falco plays his mother. Um, she even brags in the fourth episode about uh, about um, Marissa Tomei playing her in the movie. So all of it's canon. Pete, Pete Davidson is, is the actor. Yeah, it's all that based he, on his life. It's based on his life. Um, Joe Pesci plays his grandfather. He's amazing. He's awesome in it. He's awesome in it. Brad Garrett plays Joe Pesci's friend slash his uncle. And the first episode with Brad Garrett, I, I don't want to talk about it too much right now because we're going to talk about it in length next week. But Pete Davidson has, he gets stuck because he has sciatica or something in his back while he's having sex with a prostitute. And Pete Davidson has to go behind Brad Garrett and start humping for him. Yeah, like moving him back and forth. Yes, it's amazing. And Bobby Carnival is in a great episode in the second episode. Um, yeah, the cast is amazing. There's a lot of guest stars. Steve Buscemi, John Stewart, Al Gore. Charlie Day has a great What About Bob moment in this. Where, in fact, he says, What are you? What are you? What, a Bob, what about bobbing me? Um, Shane Gillis, the comedian's in it. He was on Saturday Night Live, so uh, he knows him. There's a quick... Uh, Pete Davidson falls asleep in his car, and he and his mother's trying to wake him up. And as he wakes up, he's having a nightmare. And he's like, "Yay, no!" He's talking about Kanye because the whole entire thing with Kanye was going on at the same time. <laughs> it's just done. So good show. Uh, only four episodes in. Uh, it's on Peacock. Pete Davidson. If you're into his butthole lives, you can watch that. Um, I started watching Pan in One D. I haven't finished it just because I've been resting. I've been trying to catch up on my sleep. So I'm about an hour in. Um, so far, so good. I'm going to review that next week as well. Um, okay. any, anything else you want to uh, review before we get into this? Yeah, I'll, I'll we'll talk about uh, that Sick movie. Okay. Um, it's called Sick. It's on the Peacock. Um, and it's written by... I wanted to watch it because it's written by Kevin Williamson, one of my favorite writers. Um, wrote the first four screams? I think okay. the first four. Um so it's typical Kevin Williamson, um, multiple killers. It takes place during the pandemic, um, where this girl breaks up with her boyfriend and she and a friend just go to this cabin to get away. 
Um, the boyfriend obviously shows up. He's hurt, blah, blah, blah. And then these people start... Of course, you only think it's one at first. I'm going to spoil the shit out of it because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, no one's going to watch it. Um, Who's in this? So basically... Fucking nobody. Nobody's okay. in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was made for Peacock. Um, okay, okay. But... Basically, the whole thing comes down to they end up killing one of the people when you when you think it's only one, and then there's they realize there's more people. Um, basically, what happened is they were at a party in college when everything was on lockdown, and their son got COVID and died. So they're going after everyone at the that was at the party that attended to kill them. Um, so that's basically the premise. Obviously, the girls end up not dying um it was pretty enjoyable though um not the best um but it was enjoyable like it was like an hour and 25 minutes if, i think um just something to have on a horror movie in the spring um but yeah not bad not great right in the middle right around like a three like it's just there something okay. you'll watch kind of enjoy but not really think about it again you probably won't watch it now because i just spoiled the shit out of it but uh yeah, I don't think anyone's watching it, so whatever. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. I, <laughs> I just looked. At You're the not cast. a horror guy, I, anyways. I looked at the cast, and there is no recognizable. I told you, there's fucking nobody. Yeah. Which is honestly, this is one of the greatest things I love about horror movies. Is honestly, it's the it's basically every horror movie could be an independent film, because every other movie they say who's attached, who's directing. Anybody can do a horror movie if they like the script. They don't care who's attached; they'll just make the movie. Um, which is probably one of the reasons why I absolutely love horror movies. Because mm -hmm. um, they all feel like they're independent films, in a way. Because um, you can find some real gems that way, also. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we watched this week. Uh, we're going to do a little bit thorough, more thorough next week on new on uh, notes. but Yes. Oh, um, and um, I watched Were the Millers, the extended edition. Just because oh, yeah. I wanted to see the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy when he was like 19 years old. Remind um, me. And, remind and me. I, I, I wanna... love... Love that movie. Remind me, that's one key point of my review that I want to bring up at the end with um, okay. with him. Uh, so let's get okay. yep. Let's get into news. And it's not a news segment without the trailer roundup. A couple of good trailers this week. Um, District Nine director Neil Bloomkamp came out with a, with a trailer for Gran Torino. Gran Turismo. Gran Torino, totally different movie. Gran Turismo, based off the oh, video game. Yeah. A PlayStation video game. This is a movie that's taking a video game player and putting him into the race car track. It stars David Harper, Orlando Bloom. Trailer looks pretty good, actually. It does um, look bad. Idea seems kind of wonky, though. It does. Um, a video game player that... They're like, hey, you can drive. I didn't watch the trailer. I know you tagged me. It is based I off. I try to stay a, away from trailers, so it's based off a true story, I guess. Too. That's that's, and I love stories like that. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm um, more interested now. Yeah. Yep. So we'll get in, we'll get into that later on when the, when that movie comes out. Um, new trailer for Dune. Uh, Dune uh, Part Two looks good. Didn't watch it. Not watching watch it. it. Not watching staying anything. away. No, I, staying away. Um, Although I do want to see Timothy Chalamet ride a fucking worm. And it's teased in the trailer too. It's amazing. Yes, and they um, showed the whole scene at CinemaCon, I guess, and it's, awesome. I guess, it's like one of the most incredible, like, awe-inspiring, like, jaws on the floor scenes you'll ever see in a movie. Nice. So I texted you about this. 
Uh, we'll talk obviously because it doesn't come out till November. Yeah. But uh, I think we should take a trip to an IMAX theater yeah. to see this. I think we, I think we I just will. think it. I just think it has to be done. Yep. Uh, yeah. And they added uh, Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken to the cast. Uh, Austin Butler, straight off of Elvis. Austin Butler looks fucking Menacing. terrifying. Yep. Yeah, I um, I cannot wait. This is like the part of the story where like because the other movie sucked so bad. I kind of lost interest in the actual war part of the story. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to this because the first movie is all just build up to only half the movie. So, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, after we watch that movie, a lot of people do not like the first Dune. It's one of those cult movies that you have to, you have to really oh, be in the Oh, the time. 1984 Dune. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not the, yeah, not I was going to say... I was gonna say the new one. Everyone loved that one for the most part, except yeah, everybody, for the fact that everybody, it wasn't finished. Yeah, everyone loves the new one, and and I don't think when we went in the theater, we had no idea it was a part one. That was like uh, when we no, were I in knew. the theater. We knew oh, you did. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. That was yeah. the first time I saw it was on screen. Well, we were texting about um dirt, because we watched the other one the night before, yeah, um, which was trash. and we were both like, all of this looks like it's in the first movie, but it ended up not being there. Right. Um. So yeah. Um, I er- I knew it was going to be part one and part two, and everything points to the books being amazing. Um, I know a friend of ours. I've tried movies. You did try. They're fucking hard. Really difficult. I have a hard time with fantasy in general. Um, yeah. Game of Thrones was easy because I had the images of the characters in my head and like where everything, what everything looked like type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but other fantasy for me is like tough to wrap my head around. But Adam is such a huge huge fantasy guy i'm sure he loves the dune books he, he reads a lot too so yeah 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 um, he loves reading Nerd. did you know did you know this next trailer was playing in front of uh marvel last night guardians I did of the not, galaxy and i'm kind of pissed because i've avoided it up until now i think the trailer was amazing for it oppenheimer fantastic another imax movie we may have to catch oh it's think, in july never mind <laughs> uh, yeah if yeah we, we can yeah, maybe we, that we'll, friday we'll see. we'll see we'll see yep Oppenheimer, uh, Christopher Nolan's next movie about the making of the atomic bomb. It looks incredible. Yeah. The, Vis- the problem is we don't have an IMAX sound. theater near us anymore. Yeah, it takes, Remember, it, it takes used to be like half 25 hour, minutes away. Half yeah. hour for you, probably 45 minutes for me to get to Saco or I think uh, Hooksit or somewhere. No, Saco is where Cinemagic was. It closed. Yeah, they're open again. There's an IMAX there now. Oh, they're, oh okay, good. Good, yeah, I did not know that. It's there, okay. yeah. Yeah, was, cool. I think it's Apple, Appleton, or I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Okay. There's a new, there's a new owner over there. But Oppenheimer trailer looks amazing, sounds amazing. It's Christopher Nolan at his best. You can tell. Shot on IMAX film, so it will look incredible. Um, so yeah, I would. I, the trailer looks great. I can't wait. To Cillian watch Murphy, that. who we both love. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. The entire cast is. It looks like in the trailer though. Uh, what's his name? Blonde Ben Affleck, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, it looks like he's kind of overacting in parts. He's he's fucking awful. He, he <laughs> really is. He's what? He's awful. Ben, um, no, now you, you like Matt Damon? I, I think he's a really bad actor. Oh wow! You could tell. You haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. I've seen Goodwill Hunting. He's fine in that, but a lot of stuff, like you said, he looks like he's overacting. And this and this mm. trailer, he looks like he's overacting. He's great in Air. Which is out on Prime next week. So yeah, uh, it's out. Yeah, it was in, it was it was in the news. I we're gonna get to it. Uh, Air okay. is out next week. We're gonna watch that. Um, Super Mario Brothers. Get into news. Uh, maintained its box office reign for probably the last time last weekend. Forty million dollars across the one billion dollar mark. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's up there. Great movie. Um, best movie I've seen this year. 
not by a mile, but pretty close to Guardians Three. Um, They're neck and neck. Neck and neck. Yeah, I, I, I have think. to watch both of them again. I think I think I'll watch Guardian. I think I'll end up watching Guardians more in my lifetime. Listen than Mario, to the if that makes sense, but. Listen to the soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy, and you can kind of visualize. That's what I do with these movies. Listen to the soundtrack when you're in your car. You can visualize scenes from the movies, and then you go back and watch the movie again, and you'll you'll get the. Gl- it kind of happened with me in Hamilton too. When I listen to the soundtrack, you kind of visualize the movie and the visuals of the movie as you're listening. Same thing with this as well. Guardians. Yeah, I, I listen to the Man of Steel soundtrack like. Three times, yeah, four that, times a year. I still listen to the Batman soundtrack every now and then. But you the used reason to listen, um, you used to listen to Office used, Space all the time when you were. A oh kid. yeah, so the yep. same thing. That was a great. That was a great soundtrack, and yep. uh, obviously the greatest soundtrack of all time is uh, Judgment Night. Greatest soundtrack of all time, hands down, as far as uh, non-scored uh, music goes. Okay, and uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, so. Judgment Night, um, great movie. Watch it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 uh, got $17.5 million in previews last night. Um, it's going to obviously win the win the weekend. A lot of people are projecting it's not going to be as big as the last movie. It's going to be the franchise lowest. Um, a lot of people are kind of on the middle of where it's going to be. We'll have to wait and see next week. Do you think we'll talk that's about it. because of the last couple of Marvel movies? Yes. I think this movie is going to ma- end up making a good amount of money, and that's based off word of mouth. Yeah. I mean... Audiences seem to absolutely love it. Uh, critics, I can see why they have issues with it. I do too. Um, but audiences are having fun, so I and can gonna, see this making I'm going a lot of money. To, I'm going to nitpick a couple of the things that the critics would complain about because I didn't read any critic reviews. But I'm going to nitpick the I things that they would. Um, there's a few things, glaring observations. I'm going to bring up later. Um, and the big news of the week in Hollywood was the writer strike. Hollywood shutting down. We're going to talk about the Marvel news at the very, very end, but that was breaking news today, but all the late night shows from Jimmy Fallon to Kimmel to Colbert, all of them yes. shut down. Um, Saturday Night Live and ended their season what? early. Last last month was the last episode of the season, so they're done. Pete Davidson yep. was actually supposed to host this week, and uh, the very the very last episode was going to be the return of the Foo Fighters after Taylor Taylor Hawkins died. It's going to be their triumphant return to television. That was canceled as well. So, writer strike is a mess. Yes. Um, um, also, can I just say something real quick? Yep. So after this news broke, I did go on the Geek Blurb and I made a post. Yes. And I do want to clarify, I am with the writers because I think everybody should be paid what they're worth. And Hollywood is trying to dick them around right now yes. and almost use AI at times to write things. Yes. Um, I was just selfishly thinking well, about things like House of the Dragon because I remember what happened last time the writer strike hit, and we're gonna talk the about only that. good thing we're gonna talk the only about good thing yeah. to come out of that was Breaking Bad mm-hmm. because they weren't able to write the last two episodes in which Hank and Jesse both would have died. Yeah, so that was the only good thing to come out of that. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, we have we're gonna do a we're gonna do a retrospective of what happened in two thousand and seven because there's a lot of mm-hmm. shit that happened, good and bad. Um, Things that aren't going to be affected, Rings of Power, which is currently filming, um, they're not going to be they're they're not going to be stopping. However, um, the showrunners are not going to be there because they're on strike. So they're bringing in um, a couple of other people to take over while the filming is continuing. Um, we'll talk about the Marvel stuff at the end because there's a couple things that are going to be staying. A couple of things that are going to be on on disappointing hiatus until the writer strike is over. <laughs> 
including me and Chris's most one of our most anticipated movie projects. And I, I think it's cursed at this point, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked. Um, but in 2007, when this happened before, reality TV became king. Because they didn't happen to have any writers, reality TV took over because that's all that could be on TV at the time. Once the writers shut down, no new TV shows could be written. No new movies could be coming out. So the end of the, tw- of the 20 aughts, whatever the fuck they call it, were kind of weak. Um, up until, I mean, you, had, you did have Iron Man, you had a few good movies coming out, but the, the shows that were hurt the most, and we're going to get into the big one that I think was hurt the most, um, Pushing Daisies, I, I, mentioned, yeah. I mentioned Pushing Daisies a couple times to you, If you've, you should watch the first season of Pushing Daisies, it's one of the best visual shows that was out on ABC at the time, um, it stars the guy who played Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 as the yep. villain. Um, good show, great show. Um, it lasted for two seasons. First season was great, but it was attacked by the writer strike, so it did not get. I think it took a hiatus for almost a year, and by the time it came back, no one gave a shit about it. Like they I did thought, the first you were going to say. Uh, I thought you were going to say Heroes, because you love that show. We are going to talk about Heroes right now. Heroes season one is the mm-hmm. best. I will say this. It's pretty good. Best comic book superhero adaptation ever done on television was that based on a comic book or was it it, this is an original it was an original show original original concept it was done for television it was it took over (laughs) the world save the teenagers save the world it was huge at the time writer strike hit split up the second season where it was supposed to be a three-part arc and it went down from i think 22 episodes down to 15 or 14 episodes didn't come back full full strength, and that tanked. Heroes went from first season darling to second season dud. Yeah, and that was the biggest loss out of the pandemic for me. I know you're a big Lost fan. I know that fourth um, season of Lost was Lost, horrible. No, not even Lost. Um, well, that's the thing is, season three um, left on like one of the greatest like cliffhangers of all time, and yep. then everything happens. They kind of had to shift whatever. Um, but for me. It would be James Bond, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Craig was writing the script while they were filming Quantum of Solace. Which and Daniel Craig admits, he's like, I'm not a writer, but there was no one else to do it. Um, so he was rewriting as they were shooting, which is why I fear for House of the Dragon, because they're going into that without anyone on set. Because sets always have somebody there to just, like, if somebody brings up an idea... Sets always have somebody on there to like write it in. They can't do that anymore. Right. And uh, the second one, no rewrites to me is season two of Friday Night Lights, um, which most people don't even consider canon anymore. Everything that happens in season two, nobody even brings up anymore. Um, as far as like later in the show, um, except for one thing, which is when one of the kids in that show has a has his own son. And so, like, in, the, like, the last season, they bring that up again. Um, but, like, yeah, they just took one of... Jesse Plemons was taken out of character, and he, like, did this whole stupid subplot of where he killed a guy. And mm. after season two, it was never brought up again. Um, that that show is awesome. Season two is easily skippable. Okay. Uh, but yeah. those are my two... for On my end, those are the two biggest ones for me. Lost, I saw... Um, 
Lost I binge watched and I was kind of like I didn't really understand that season four happened during the writer's strike, but it made sense once I found out it did a few years later. Um but I knew going into Friday Night Lights that season two was writer strike issues. Um, so I was kind of prepared for that. And of course I knew about Quantum of Solace. So I'm kind of scared for, it's like, okay, good. House of Dragons going into production. Hopefully this is over within two months. Um, so that any rewrites can be done on later episodes of the series or season or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's it's a mess. The other big one for me was the office. Um, I, I too binged that later on a couple years after this. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the season right after Jim and Pam profess their love to each other, pretty much. And this is the right, season... Right, which is the moment everyone waited for. Which, yep. and, you yeah, know she it, was married to James Gunn? Yes, she was married to James yeah. Gunn, yep. He, I think he directed a couple episodes of The Office. Um, yeah, he did. But yeah, it's it, it kind of suffered. I think the season was, was set what for 30... Was it, uh, was it season 4? 5? 3 or 4, I can't remember... Okay. But it was only 16 episodes. It was set for 30, so they cut back quite a bit. There was no Christmas episode. They're iconic for their Christmas and Halloween episodes. So it did. It did take a hit. That was the other. That was the other show that that they mentioned that I I, I was in the middle of um, when, I, when I did the rewatch of that. So it, I would it did also hit. mention. I would also mention Transformers, but they never really gained traction after two because yeah. Transformers two came out during this time, and some might say that affected it. But then what happened to three, four, five, six, and seven? Yeah, you, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> and that, so the writer strike in 2007 lasted for 100 days. Um, supposedly, there's a deal in place for this writer strike. It's just they need to get the 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 produce the writers guild has to agree to the streaming rights, and that's what this is all about. It's the streaming right. rights. It's the rights to the writers not getting paid enough for streaming, especially you know, for especially like, for stuff that's been out for a few years. They're not getting paid for. The, and they're getting uh, paid pennies. Main writer on the Bear is literally like driving Uber right now, and he yep. won an award for for best written TV show of the year. Yeah, and he he went into he almost went bankrupt because he had to buy a suit to go to the award ceremony. He yep. put himself in debt for that. So they're trying. They're trying to up the minimum that these people are supposed to be making. Um, yeah. The, the, the producers sag- want to treat them. The producers want to treat them like freelance artists. Yeah. Um, and they want actual writers' rooms, so that if somebody is contracted to write, say, episode four, they are helping from episodes one through ten. Yep. They aren't just working on episode four as like you know. That's what their the goal is, and, and, and uh, the producers I- don't want to pay. And. That makes sense for a whole entire series to keep mm. keep it, it keep it tight. It would yeah. make it makes more sense to do something like that. That's so why Breaking that Bad's so good because they had the yeah. same five writers for every season and every episode. Yeah, that makes that's make, that makes sense. So that that should happen. Uh, and the streaming rights for for later on years down down the line that makes sense too for residuals. So yep. we'll see where this goes. Uh, like I said, last one lasted for a hundred days. They're projecting this one won't last as long. Um, they're, they're in the middle of the talks right now. So we'll see. Hollywood is shut down, though. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that we may get out of this is more reality shows. Yep. And even, like, uh, actors, like, even don't get residuals on, like, because uh, they talk about it on the Pod Meets World all the time, is that they don't get anything from, like, Disney+. Plus. No. And that's the problem. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rock, Rock Hall of Fame. Revealed the class of 2023 this week, too. 
interesting. Um, and John Williams is still not in, right? Yeah, John Williams isn't in. Um, talk about that in a minute. Um, Willie Nelson, Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, Cheryl Crow, Rage Against the Machine were the were the front runners this year. Um, who do you think? You already mentioned John Williams. Makes perfect sense. That's more of a movie thing, though. It, um, it's not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore. So that's why I think John Williams should be in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's, he's the most celebrated. He's the most celebrated musician in Hollywood. Um, yeah. And I understand that, like you said, it's a Hollywood thing, but he's the most celebrated musician in Hollywood. Um, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. So fucking put him in. Yeah. Now, are we going to say, like, besides that, who I think should be in? Yes. I have no fucking idea. Um, I have a definitive answer. Think. I have a definitive okay, go. answer. I, I, I want to hear your answer. Hundreds of millions of albums sold. Drake. Toward, toward across... No. Toward across the world. Had music videos. Number number one music videos. Had number one albums. Everybody wants this person to play the Super Bowl. Never has. Ladies and gentlemen. For the Rock Hall of Fame in 2024. I hereby nominate... Weird Al motherfucking Yankovic. Who the hell wants him to do the Super Bowl halftime show? A lot Never of people. Heard that in my life. A lot of people want Weird Al to do the halftime show. He ha- Weird Al is one of the greatest comedian slash parody slash whatever you want to call it. That's probably why they won't put him in because that's the it's thing. A parody act. That's the thing. But he sold. Millions of records. True. He's made tons of money. He's toured across the world. There are some people like Kate Bush who had that one song that got popular last year that nobody yeah. had heard of. Yeah. And she's nobody going knows in the rock who Kate hall. Bush is. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl Crow, who had a couple of songs in the 90s, and she had that one song with, with Kid Rock. She was under- she was huge in the nineties though. Like the nineties were like Cheryl Crow, Counting Crows, Green. Alanis, like she was Alanis huge. Morissette. Alanis Morissette. Yeah. I love that first album, Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I think Weird Al, even though he is a parody art a parody artist, his original songs are good. Oh he yeah. He's a touring touring still to this day. He's funny. I think he his should be in the would be awesome. His speech is, would be incredible. Would be, which is going to be on HBO, I assume. It is. I hope. Do- I, I would hope that Doctor Demento would induct him before he dies. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's. I, I, I would nominate him in a heartbeat. He should be nominated. But the Rock Hall is. It's it's, it's rock and roll elites or yeah pop pop and elite at this point. My whole thing too with John Williams is you could literally give him like his own wing and make it kind of. A part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but well, a little bit separate to it, where like it was like just um, composers, like yeah. give composers a wing, yeah. and have it be like the John Williams wing or whatever. Um, I also think I also think try- the I also think Hollywood should do that too, especially the Academy should have a. I know they have a new museum which looks like. Have you seen the pictures of the new museum, the Hollywood Academy Museum? They they opened a couple years ago. 
Yeah. They have a lot. They have a lot of exhibits that look look amazing there, um, and they have they have an actual hall like they have a hall of fame kind of for Hollywood there, um, and and they have the awards and shit. It's, it's done by by the Academy who do the awards um, for Academy Awards. Um, okay. But I think something like that would be he should have his own wing there. That would make sense, um, especially for for film scores. Um, yep. I mean, yeah, he's. We're gonna do a retrospective. And it's on not him you eventually. don't have to. You don't have to uh, induct one a year either for like if he has his own mm-hmm. wing. It's just the people that deserve it, you know. Because okay. film scores are really, really difficult to do, and insanely hard to get to get wins at the Academy Awards for. And I don't that wanna, man's been nominated like ninety times. I don't so. want to get into it too much because every time I'm thinking about it, it's like God. I wish I had songs I could play right now because. Just, just the seventies alone. Jaws, Superman, Star Wars, and that's just, just, just the first three I could think of on the top yep. of my head. And then you get into the eighties, you get into the nineties, you get in. It's, it's just incredible what this it, guy. He did. and Spielberg go hand in hand. Spielberg's the greatest director of all time. Yep. He and Spielberg are literally go hand in hand. Every, every time Spielberg has a movie, he does the score for it. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's upsetting that he's not in or in isn't nominated yet. It's just, what the fuck? He's 91. Yeah. Put him in before I, he dies. I want to do a career retrospective on him before he dies. I don't want to have to do it the, the week We're he dies. We're doing it for the uh, indie. For indie. Makes sense. A couple, a couple months away. Next month. Which is, yeah, makes sense. I think, the last score that's being released yeah. by him, the last score he did was for the Fablemans. But yeah. the last score being released is for indie. Okay, we'll do that next month. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of work, but we'll do it. Um, it's not that bad. Speaking of Hollywood, Vice Media, um, home to Dark Side of the Ring, they do a lot of uh, reality-based uh, stories, especially on on social. Did you, did you ever watch like Dark Side of the Nineties? That's pretty. I, cool. I, I've watched some of those. I know there's Dark Side of Sports, but Dark. It all yep. started with Dark Side of the Ring. Yep. Um, Vice Media is preparing for bankruptcy. Um, probably just means they're going to be sold to another company. Yeah, probably. Someone's buying them. Yeah, probably absorbed into it. So we'll see what happens with that. Dark Side starts at the end of the month, so I can't wait season four. Um, Gladiator. This movie is looking really good with the cast. You already got Denzel Washington. Um, they added Joseph Quinn, who played, um, who was in uh, Stranger Things last summer. Yep. Um, he uh, and- he's the guitar guy, Eddie, right? Eddie. Yep. Yep, um, and also Joseph Quinn is a cop on Dexter. Yep, I didn't, cool. that. Like I, I didn't Quinn. know that. I didn't know that. And the big casting for Gladiator this week was motherfucking Pedro Pascal. Yes. And uh, this movie, which we had really no expectations for, has jumped up on my radar tremendously now that Pedro. Yeah. Was. Gladiator. Well, I mean, sequel. What, where do you go to a sequel to Gladiator? Like literally at the end of that movie. How do you, you talk about building it's fun, two? It's crazy. Building two actors' careers from that movie, from Joaquin Phoenix being the bad guy to Russell Crowe being the good guy. Those two actors went on a trajectory to the to the stratosphere after that movie. Mm-hmm. And where are you going to go from that when both characters are gone? <laughs> yep. You're exactly right. And bringing in these casts, especially Denzel Washington and Pedro Pascal, on the I same heard... screen together. One of the people, it's going to be about his son or something? Yes. I don't know. 
Yes, and I think I think Joseph Quinn or Pedro. See, I don't I don't know. Why don't I, they bring back the the original actor that played his son? Is a really good actor. Why don't they bring him back? It's been so. And I'm not talking about that role, but he was on Law and Order. He's been in. He was in Mystic River. He's a very good actor. They should just bring him back. When was the last time you watched Gladiator? Uh, last year. Uh, Last time I watched it was probably in the early 2000s. Uh, It's been a while since I watched it. I watched it after I got my OLED because I have the 4K. Oh yeah, that's gonna let's go look good. That's gonna look good. Yep. Um, Bad Boys Four. Added a fantastic star, a fantastic four, the original from the from the two thousand star, and Griffel Griffur who played he played Mister Fantastic in that. I don't know how to say his name. I only know his face by looking at him. I have no idea what his name is. <laughs> yep, um, I think he's in like Nip Tuck or one of those shows too. Um, I believe he's he's a foreign actor. I can't remember where he's from. But, um, they added him to the cast of Bad Boys Four, which is currently in pre production filming soon, I believe. Wonder what um, they're gonna call it. They already wasted Bad Boys for Life, which would have been perfect. Fucking idiots! They should have waited. <laughs> um, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, s- speaking of reboots, remakes, sequels, Sylvester Stallone is returning to Cliffhanger for a reboot. Mm. Um, Sylvester, Why? Sylvester Stallone. Why? It wasn't even Why? one of like his best movies. I love Cliffhanger, but that's just because I was eight years old. My seventeen-year-old sister had the VHS tape. So I was watching an R-rated movie when I'm eight years old. I love the first cliffhanger. Michael Rooker, I believe, isn't in it. Yeah. It's great. I used to love the video game on Super Nintendo. But why? Why? Yeah, makes sense. It's not like there's an, it's there's no nostalgia bait for it. Zero nostalgia bait. No. Like at least when they bring back stuff from the eighties, people are like, Oh, okay, I saw this shit when I was younger. But like, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's, how a, he's this. just he's just trying to grab any IP he can while he still can. But, He's I mean, his, I love Stallone. He's so in his 70s, so... I'm going to watch it. I love yeah. Stallone. Yeah. But, just why? Hopefully it it's makes... a streaming movie. Hopefully it's streaming. Yeah, you would hope so. But we'll see. Um, news broke while we were in the theater yesterday. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. So who would play Johnny Cage? It was, it was uh, teased at the end of the first movie, the remake that came out a couple of years ago on HBO Max. Who was going to play Johnny Cage, the Hollywood actor turned fighter? And it was announced that in, in 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 currently in negotiations right now to play Johnny Cage is the boys actor, Lord of the Rings actor, in everything actor, Carl Urban mm-hmm. has been in the running, is being hunted down to play Johnny Cage, which I think is great. I think I it's think, a great choice. I think it's so outside of the box. Yeah. And that's what makes it great. I also think they may change his character a little bit to where he's less of a martial arts guy and just a badass. Yeah. Um, which would make sense for Carl Urban because I've never seen that motherfucker do karate. Yeah. Um, and obviously the first Johnny Cage was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is why he was a karate guy. Yeah. Um, but I do think he would, I think, I do think that he's going to be just a badass and not like necessarily a strictly karate guy, but just a guy that can beat the shit out of you at a bar. Yeah. Type deal. Yeah. So this this movie, I did like the first one. I think I watched it twice the first I weekend it came out. Love the first one. Um, yeah, I ended up buying it, even though I have HBO mm. or you have HBO. Um, but yeah, I ended up buying it because I enjoyed it so much. It's, I mean, the first twenty minutes of that film are incredible. Yeah. The entire last fight's incredible. Yeah, like everything about yeah. that movie, I like except for the fact that no tournament actually took place. Yeah. But 
besides that, I absolutely love it. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the actors. I know the guy who played Scorpion is in everything now. He was, oh yeah, he was, he he was, was in, just uh, in John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah, yep. just in John Wick. So, um, Doctor Who. Disney is pulling all the strings for Doctor Who next year when they're going, it's going to be debuting on Disney Plus uh, for the next season. And Jonathan Groff, who was in Hamilton, he was recently in uh, the Cabin movie with Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be in Doctor yeah, Who. He's playing one of the gay un- guys. He's a gay guy, um, yep. but he played he played King Charles. Uh, King Charles? No, not. King I liked Charles. him a lot in Cabin in the Woods or Knock at the Cabin. Sorry, Knock at the yeah. Cabin. Uh, he, King, he played King George in Hamilton, but um, yeah, he's going to be in a undisclosed role in Doctor Who. Doctor Who is shaping up to be a, and they're doing a sixty-year, I think a sixty-year special soon, where they're bringing back David Tennant as the next Doctor for one time. Um, first time the Doctor is regenerated into a previous Doctor, um, and then they're going to re- regenerate, and then he's going to regenerate into the new Doctor, who is a black man i think he's gay too um i know neil patrick harris is part of that too it's a weird it's a weird thing um so i can't wait for that i'm gonna get back into doctor who very soon i love doctor who i love the i love the david Tennant years so i can't wait for that special too um the matt smith david Tennant episode there was there was a 50th one 10 years ago where they brought those two back together and a team up was great um yeah i can't wait for that you were the um, first person that told me about uh, Matt Smith. Matt I remember, amazing. I think it was before Genesis came out, and you yep. were like, Matt Smith's awesome. Matt Smith is amazing. Um, Bear Season 2 continues adding to the cast. Molly Gordon, who I don't know, I've seen her in something. I just don't know what that I can't. I can't picture where she came she, from. But she looks familiar. Looks familiar. She kind of looks like Jessica Jones. But she's going to be in Bear Season 2. She kind of does, yep. Uh, the Bear Season 2 comes out next month sometime. Uh, I don't know if we know the exact date yeah. yet. But So how do they keep adding these people? Did they add them already and then they just announced I think, it? Yeah, I think they're just announcing it because Bob think, Odenkirk I, last week. I think yeah. the Bob Odenkirk thing I think is going to be a flashback. I think yeah. he's going to play his father. I think so I think too. it's, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. I can't wait though. I love the show. I told somebody at work to watch it and she it was slow so she watched like the entire season on her iPhone during the day. Wow. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it's great. Great show. Can't she, wait for that. She's watching like episode 7 and she's like I can't do this. She's like I can't watch this right now. This is too close to life. <laughs> uh another show that I'm not watching that I wanted to watch this week I didn't get to. How is Dave? How is Dave? This oh season? my god. I wanted to bring that up. Oh my god. Um I still have to catch up on the newest episode, but the one that came out last week, I watched immediately when we were done, and it's a Gata-heavy, strong episode. Nice. Um, it is fucking incredible. Um, basically, he he's on tour, and he brings people on stage with him every night, um, and he brings up this girl, and she's kind of, like, bigger, and people are, like, calling her a cow and shit like that, and Dave just feels bad. So he, like, goes to her house... And finds out like her parents are super religious. It's like a bottle episode, and then all and Gaeta and Dave are arguing over which was worse, the Holocaust or slavery. Oh my god! And so it has this like really funny but awkward comedy in it, and then the end is just so dramatic because any Gaeta centric episode has to be. And I'm loving the season of Dave. I know you're trying to catch up on season two, and that was in the notes at one point, but you probably haven't gotten to it. No, next but week season three is great. This week I plan on being the week of catching up on half hour comedies. I think I can get through them pretty quick. Hopefully, I want to catch up on Dave. 
I want to watch Shrinking Through, and I want to watch Bob Kiss. I'm going to watch those three things this week. Um, probably put everything else put on the back burner. Um, yep. And except I want to watch Air. I do want to watch Air. Um, yes. That may, that may be, depending on if you I can always push that back Friday. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I may watch that. I'm also trying, I didn't put, I had it in the notes, but I didn't finish it. I'm trying to get through <laughs> the Fast and the Furious movies. Yes, you mentioned, I remember you, that was in the notes at one point. You, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned 1, 2, and 3 were pretty bad. 4 is fucking god-awful. 4 is like, oh wait, no, 5 is the one that everyone loves. Yes, that's um, the one. No, yes. one, 1 is good, 2 is good, 3 is good, 4 is not great. Because that was when they, they took like a 6-year hiatus and came out yep. with 4. Yep. Um, the weird thing about 3 is that none of them are in it. Except for at it the end. Really different. At the end, Vin Except Diesel makes end. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, 4 is... I haven't watched 4 probably fucking, since theaters. It's fucking trash. I don't even remember what the fuck happens in 4. Um, but you know, like, I, whenever The Rock joined, I think that was 5. Okay. 5, 6, and 7 are very good. I mean, they're fucking ridiculous, but they're very fun. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm 4 trying. was... I'm- yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I think a lot of people like four at the time because it wasn't three. Like it actually had Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in it. It was a return. I think yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Um, it was the return after a little bit of a hiatus because neither one of them could get work outside of that. Franchise. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, Paul Walker, love him. He's in some of my favorite movies. Shout out to Timeline. Love that movie. But mm-hmm. he's a fucking atrocious actor. Yeah. Horrible. Um, R.I.P. Um, yeah. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I know you're. Semi caught up on that. I'm I'm so far behind. No, I'm fully it. caught up. I've seen the last season like three times. Okay, um, but the trailer came out for season sixteen this week, and Brian Cranston, yes, and the guy who played Jesse, can't think of his name. Aaron Paul, stuff. Aaron Paul are coming back to for cameos as themselves. Charlie Day is Charlie is driving a limo in the show, and he is chauffeuring them around. I, they were in the trailer. I can't wait. I, I need to catch up on this show too. It's one. Well, it's one it's of not those... really. The thing about that show is it's not one you have to catch up on because nothing, like you know, what right. I'm saying like it does. It's not like a continuous but story. It's like it's, Ted it's, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things where I need to watch it because I know it's good. Right. That's how and I feel I about South Park. I need to watch South. Park. I need to catch up on South Park also. Yep. Same thing with me. Same thing with me. So, um, Jason Reitman is set to direct the. Saturday Night Live first season film is going to be an adaptation of what happened to to bring it to broadcast in 1975. I think who, that's amazing. This sounds like an amazing idea. I want to ask you though, who was on season one? That you I had you had Bill Murray. You had okay. John that's Belushi, when Bill Murray. Okay, had, that was the original cast. Okay. Notoriously, Chevy Chase was oh, an boy. ass. Chevy yep. Chase was He's an ass. Been so an this is going to be a entire, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Have you ever seen the, the scene with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor? Have you ever seen that skit? Where he says the N-word so. to Richard Pryor and he calls him a honky? Oh my god. It's it's so fucking so. it's so fucking incredible. I just know okay, that was the group I was hoping it would be about. It, uh, yeah, um, it was first season. So yeah. that's good. I yeah, I didn't know that was first season or if it was like second season or something, but so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Who was the very first host of Saturday Night Live? Willie Nelson? Nope. Char- uh, it was George Carlin. That makes so much sense. That's yeah. George Carlin. Um, I don't know why I said Willie Nelson. That makes zero sense. It makes zero sense, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're they're doing an animated version of Transformers, I think, on Netflix. I think I'm not sure, but uh, oh it's going to be a prequel um, when when um, Optimus Prime and Megatron are friends before they become enemies. Um, like uh, the X Men, Magneto and Professor X. Kind of, yeah. First class. Um, kind of. The cast looks pretty good, though. Chris Helmsworth is playing uh, yeah, Optimus Prime. Got Paperboy. Paperboy is playing uh, playing Megatron. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Keegan Michael Key, um, uh, John Hamm, Lawrence Fishburne, all part of the cast. Uh, looks good. I don't know. I'm not big into animated stuff anymore. I'm not five, so I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch this or not. But the cast looks good. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm not big into Transformers either. It was kind of before our time. It Maybe was a couple of years. If we if we were a couple kind years of, but older, not really. I yeah. mean, if you were our age and you had like an older brother, like yes. two years older, right, than right. You, I, I would have been. I would have been into it. Yeah, you would have been fully on board. I, for one, um, loved Transformers growing up. I used to have VHS tapes of the show. Um, that and GI Joe, my parents would buy like the VHS, like half hour or whatever tapes. And so I grew up loving transformers, but Michael Bay absolutely fucking killed that with his atrocious take on the franchise. Um, and which sucks because I do enjoy a lot of Michael Bay stuff, but I hate it. What are you with the transformers? Did we talk about the Snyder, uh, the Snyder con that happened last week at all? We didn't talk about it at all. Did we? We did not. Um, I had a bunch of notes for it that are no longer there, but yeah, uh, the big so upset. The the big thing that came out of it was Wonder Woman's story arc with the Amazonians was going to be part of the Kryptonian heritage. They were going to kind of retcon everything into that. Where not just Wonder Woman, it was going to be Zeus. It was going to be all the gods. All the gods were going to be were Kryptonian heritage. That that was a big thing. I watched all the Q and A's this week. Because okay. they're on YouTube. Yeah, um, you could talk about it then, because I don't know too much about it, besides that. Yeah, and people were pissed off about that. That was wh- that was one of the things people were mad about. And well, my whole thing with that is... Question. The yes. people that were pissed about it, is this this fucking Snyder group that you're... No, no, the people that were pissed about it, um, the Snyder group was... was <laughs> mad that people were mad about this idea. Oh my god. Because, and I was about to get into that. Because, to me... If and this goes to the other thing that was revealed that Batman and Lois were going to have a relationship at the beginning of Justice League, but they left it on the cutting room floor. Hmm. I don't understand. Like when you're making a film, you're going to throw around a bunch of ideas, and some are going to sound absolutely fucking nuts. This did not make it into any of the films, so why would people be upset about it? Same thing with I understand like Batman and Lois. That's also a terrible idea. It did happen in the comics. But it's a terrible idea for the Justice League movie. But it never left the cutting room floor. So I don't understand why like people were mad about it. Like they basically just used it as fuel to to hate on Snyder. And I mean we've talked about this because I I love Snyder's movies. Um I actually just bought Watchmen on 4K today because it was like nice. 15 bucks at Best Buy and I can't wait to watch it on 4K. Um but he does have some ideas that you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, which is like the whole Man of Steel thing. I love Man of Steel. You had very different opinion on me on it mm-hmm. than I did because you grew up a Superman guy. I grew up where I 
did not enjoy those other Superman films. Like I rewatched two the other day, like last week or two weeks ago. And I was just like, I can't stand Clark just bumbling around the, I just did not like that. But that's, but that's the um, character. I know sometimes I grew up on the, I watched the animated series and that's not really the character in the animated series. Um, and I fucking hate that. And Christopher Reeves hated it too, which he talked about many times in interviews back in the seventies and eighties. He was like, shouldn't I know where the door is? I shouldn't just bump into it all the time. Um, so I absolutely love man of steel, but, but all, I mean, the character has been around since 1939. So there's been different interpretations of the character. The, the thing is with Clark, he's trying to hide the fact that he's super. I know. I know. So he's trying to but, be purposely be that bubbling idiot. So he can I know. Trying to keep people off the trail. I understand. I understand. But I did like the fact that, I mean, he barely was Clark in those movies. Um, anyway, so the Clark thing doesn't... It, I just hated that bumbling idiot stuff, um, which I assume Gunn will do. But yes. hopefully it'll be... I mean, those ga- those movies don't age well to me. Is basically what I'm... I saw them later well, they definitely life. They definitely don't. Okay. Yeah, I saw them for the first time when I was in my 20s. So I'd already seen The Dark Knight, at, I think, before I saw those movies. Like, yeah, I was like... They're, 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 not, they're, they're so, not gonna hit you as hard as they did. Before. Yeah. I watched um, them when I was, before I was 10. Exactly. So you would have a different feeling about them. You have nostalgia. That's your Superman. I loved his take on Superman, Man of Steel. I did not like what he did with BVS. Um, no. But he has these crazy ideas, but some of them didn't make it into the movie, and people that don't like him are using that as fuel against him or whatever. Um, but Snyder makes a beautiful film and I can't wait for rebel moon. Um, and if he ever gets a chance to continue the story, I'll be really happy with, but just think about his visuals in a star Wars atmosphere to me is like, cause I'm such a visual person that I just, I can't wait for that movie. I'm going to be seeing it in theater at least once. Hopefully yeah, it's not for longer than a week. Yeah, I can't. I, I thought it was a Netflix thing. Is it a theater thing? It is. It is, but um, like they did Glass Onion for a week. They're going to release okay. it in theaters for... Right now they're okay. saying a week or two. Okay. So we'll see. Um, they're testing the waters with that stuff. But uh, that movie should be phenomenal. Let's go oh, on yeah, with news. He's got some weird fucking ideas. But continue. We're going to, we'll go on with news. Um, yeah. Star Wars news this week. Um, Kathleen Kennedy talked about how she's comparing the theatrical release to Bond to what she wants to do with Star Wars. Every three or four years, she wants to come out with new movies. Um, she wants to follow the James the James Bond plan. Um, Did you see my post about this? Because it's fucking I, ridiculous. Yeah. It's fucking it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Those movies are, are fucking bigger than Bond. Yeah. Why... Like, the last James Bond movie I love, but it only made $830 million. Yep. Like, the worst of the three of the trilogy they just did, I think Rise made 1.3, I want to say, maybe 1.2. Um, so, yeah, I don't understand why she's saying this. She needs to fucking get out of here. Yep. Um, and, and or season two, news was released that um, mm. the last three episodes are going to tackle three days before Rogue One. Kind of figured that's where this is going. Yeah. So that's what we talked about during the uh, recap at, after the last episode. Is that'll be pretty much right up until Rogue One. Um, Marvel news this week: Fantastic Four 
it's kind of uh, getting the uh, casting rumors into full full fledged right now. The rumor last week that Mila Kunis was attached to play the thing that has since what? been that has since been debunked by Mila Thank herself. Um, Thank God. She was the reason why that came up is because she was at a dinner with Matt Shackman, who is the director. And of course, if you're if you meet up with somebody at Marvel, you're uh, automatically a part of it. But she denied it. But she but she <laughs> yeah. did say she did say she knows the casting. She can't say who it is, but she knows the casting. And today, the rumor came out that Hamilton and Little Mermaid star, who's playing Sebastian and Little Mermaid, David Diggs, um, is in the front runner to play the thing. I think this is great casting. I uh, he's African American, so I think this would be. A good choice. He's a great actor too. He's great in Hamilton. I love him. He plays Jeff- Thomas Jefferson. Um, he he would be amazing in this role. Um, he was in the TV remake of Snowpiercer, which I haven't seen. The movie, which I hear is great. Um, I want to see that. It's on my list. Um, yeah, I've heard it's really good. But yeah, Fantastic Four shaping up. Um, also, rumors of frontrunner Margot Robbie may play Invisible Woman, Sue Storm. We'll have to wait. How and do you see. feel about that? Uh, Margot Robbie is being cast in everything. I think it's just I, I, speculation at this point. She's the female Michael B. Jordan. Yep, yep. She's casting everything just because of just because she's. I mean, she's Harley Quinn. She's great in that. So, um, I don't know. I think I think she, they should continue looking rather than getting a list stars. I think they should have went unknowns for a lot of these or semi unknowns, kind of not not a listers. Um, I think Margot Robbie may be too much of an A-lister for this role. Um, Maybe too old, too. I think they should have went young with this cast, but we'll see. Hopefully Um, that's just a bad rumor. I I like Margot Robbie, but I don't really want her as Sue Storm. The rumor is... Every time I look at RSC, I'll see Harley Quinn, so... Right. The rumor is that at San Diego Comic-Con, the cast will be revealed. Um, Okay. They'll be in prime time. That'll also be the time that the cast for Deadpool will be revealed, too, because that's filming soon. Um... But speaking of Deadpool, Deadpool 3, Rob Delaney, comedian Rob Delaney, is coming back to X-Force uh, playing Peter. He was killed in the second movie. However, yes. he, he will be back in the next movie. Um, I can't wait. The more I hear, the more, and especially the more there's, I think about Deadpool 3. There's got to be some time 3, travel involved or something, too. Well, the more I, mean, I think. And, yeah. the, and the obvious rumor is Owen Wilson is going to be part of this movie as a TVA agent because Deadpool fucked up in the the end of of. Deadpool 2. It did yep. time travel too much and fucked up the timeline. So the TVA has to come in and fix this, fix the problem. I just this is another movie that I was thinking about during the writer's strike. News That's what I'm thinking just, about. Well, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into the that good in news. Bit. The thing we'll is, though, in a minute. Okay. Yeah, but I have it in the notes. I'm 100 percent going to lose that thought. But go on. Oh no, no, talk about it. If, if it's not okay, I'm, I'm just saying it. that. Should they not have writers on set? I think Ryan Reynolds can carry the writing for that yes, character, considering yes. he did that promo in 2011 for it. So I'm going to yep. say is that I think if they need somebody to rewrite it, I think Ryan Reynolds is good enough to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't wait. for The more I think about it and what they're doing with this movie as a bridge, and I hope the beginning of it is a continuation of the end of Deadpool 2 where he kills the Fox universe. Mm-hmm. That would be a crazy. That would be a crazy beginning of a movie, where he's killing and destroying the Fox universe, killing yep. all the old X Men characters, killing the Fantastic Four, killing whatever. I think. And then the TVA. I think it, it, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> the TVA has to come in and fix the problem. 
I mean, incredible. I, I just wrote it for them. <laughs> I think I think it would be just a funny gag if at the end of Deadpool 3, he's sitting at a computer, and he has two folders, or three folders, one that says Fox, yeah. one that says X-Men, one that says MCU, yep. and he just drags the X-Men into the MCU and goes, fixed. Yep. yep. <laughs> or something like that. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so we already talked about Sue Storm. Um, Matthew Lawrence, we've been talking a lot lately about um, Boy Meets World. Um, yes. He's part of that, big part of that. He's part of those brothers. He's got a new podcast with his brothers, by the way. Started following them on Facebook. Um, Joey Lawrence is in his late 40s. I assume he'll be on Pod Meets World when he, when they get to that. He's been on there. He's ta- He's been on there. Do you know? Yeah, he's okay. I haven't you know listened to every episode. So, do you know he's dating Chili from uh, TLC? One of the TLC girls. Oh, really? Not no left kidding. eye. She's dead, but Chili. She, he's dating Chili. Um. Anyway. He talks about how he lost a Marvel role after refusing to strip for a well-known Academy Award-winning director. Ryan Singer. Um, that makes more sense. Nobody's talked about that, but that it's makes sense. It's not an MCU role. He said Marvel role. Yeah. Ryan Singer. I haven't seen that that's, anywhere. And that makes that makes total sense. <laughs> it, ha- it had to have been Brian Singer. And why didn't he mention him? Because he's already been... I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's, I, know he's it wasn't, I know it wasn't Coogler. And I, oh yeah, somebody on the Snyderverse posted this that it was gun. Um, I, I didn't see gun. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see that. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. My, we talked about last week. Miley Cyrus was cast as Mainframe, this uh, big floating head, robotic head. Um, yep. In in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, she was recast as um, Terra Strong. Who is uh, Miss Minutes? She's also been in a whole bunch of animated shows in the '90s, 2000s. Tara Strong. Um, what? What is she? Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. BA- okay, she's Harley Quinn. She's the original Harley Quinn. She's the original Harley Quinn. Okay. Um, that's why the name sounds so they, familiar. So they were They were. They. Uh, she's a whole part of the Marvel universe now. She's also Miss Minutes and Loki. So, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was originally going to kill Gamora until. Kevin Feige and the execs at Marvel stepped in and told uh, James Gunn to hold off. They had bigger plans for her, and of course she she perished in Infinity War to get the yep. Soul Stone. Um, but uh, Volume 3, uh, he had the freedom to kill anybody he wanted, which we're going to get into in a few minutes here. Um, Craven the Hunter, I saw this. I haven't seen it anywhere else, but um, the guy who played um, the, the uncle. main character in... Yeah. Uh, fuck. Um, Dicky, Uncle Dicky, no, Uncle not, Dickie. not Dickie. Yes, it is Uncle yes. Dicky, right? Okay. And yep, in uh, Saints in Newark, um, he is going to play the Rhino. Uh, haven't seen that anywhere yet, but uh, huh? Everything I hear about the Rhino uh, in this movie is good in the in the footage that hasn't leaked yet. Um, it was awful in Amazing Spider-Man too. I'm also hearing that the trailer looks good, really good, but also the Morbius trailer looked good as well. So take that with a grain of salt. I think this movie will be better. I, I think so. R, I think the R rating. Think will it could be worse. I don't think it could be worse than Morbius, which you have to catch up on probably during a slow week um, to yeah. give the shit score. And um, yeah, let me uh, let me whip. Maybe out before Craven, you'll do you'll do Morbius. Let me rip, whip out my grimaces over here. <laughs> yes. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has cast Andy Samberg. 
I'm not going to spoil spoil who he's going to play because I don't know if you saw it or not. I'm not going to spoil it on the I podcast anyway. Do not, nor do I care. But I will. I cannot wait for this movie. I have not seen a single trailer yet. We will and talk about I am that. So pumped! In one month, for this film. And we'll talk about it. no two months, right? In July. July. Yep. We'll talk about it in a couple months. Um, Avengers directors uh, Russo brothers. Uh, talked about how they had early conversations about potentially directing Kevin Feige, Feige's Star Wars movie. Yes. Um, I did hear that. I know you put it in the notes. Um, would be interesting. Um, yes, they were on a podcast and revealed it. Um, their, their interview with Zack Snyder was actually really good, too, if you want to check that out. But, I heard that. Uh, that would have been really cool, and I think everyone assumed that was the case when they heard Kevin Feige was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that was going around at that time that the Russos would be involved yeah, in the project. Yeah, I heard that. Because it, it only makes sense. It would be like uh, when the D&D guys, uh, not the D&D guys, the Game of Thrones guys, D&D, yes. Dan and Dave, were attached. Everyone knew that the director they would pick would be the guy that did like Battle of the Bastards and mm-hmm. was the showrunner for the first season of uh, House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on his name now, but... Um, that would have been their director and choice for their movie, but that got canned because Star Wars likes to announce things that don't happen. Yep. Um, and finally, a news kind of been teasing it throughout the whole entire thing. The writer strike is also hitting Marvel. Um, Thunderbolts and Deadpool three will reportedly start filming despite the strike. They're not going to be affected. You already mentioned Ryan Reynolds will probably be a part of the writing and rewriting during filming. So. Makes perfect sense. Um, Thunderbolts, I think that I think the script is pretty much finished at this point because they're they're finalizing the casting now. Um, but the big thing that shut down was Blade. I know you and Chris are excited about this movie. This movie is cursed at this point. Oh yeah, they've lost 100%. they've lost directors, they've lost producers. I'm surprised Mahershal is still a part of it, but he's so attached. I he can't probably, believe he hasn't it's, it's, moved yeah. on. Yep. Um, but it must be a passion project for him. They asked him what he wanted to do, and this is the one thing that he wanted to do. So he's staying with it, but it shut down, delayed even more. This movie, I don't know when it's going to come out. I don't know what's going to happen. If the writer's strike hopefully ends sooner rather than later. But if this goes on for 100 days, a third of a year, we may not see this movie until 2027, 2028. Yeah. This is, it, yeah. it's horrible. It's, it's going to be a mess. It's, it's, yeah. it's a mess. But that's um, it for news. Before we get, nope, something nope. else. I have one one more thing to bring up real quick. Okay. Um, I was listening to some people that have read and seen some of Secret Invasion. And so I have a question for you. Yep. First off, there's going to be six one-hour episodes, what they're saying. Nice. Scripts are very good, but of course it doesn't always translate to the screen. Right. But here's what I, I need you to take a guess on. Um... They say that they want to invest in a certain hot toy because of what's going to happen in this show. What hot toy could it be that will go up in that much value because of what happens to a a certain person? The hot toy figure? Yeah, because obviously if somebody gets killed off or something happens to that character, the value will go up. Oh, you mean a current hot toy that's already out? Yes. Hmm. Very interesting. Like when they said that, I'm like, huh? Who could they be talking about? A hot toy figure. Uh, Do you think it could be um, Samuel L. Jackson's character? Maybe something happens to him. Who could be a scroll? Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. I just wanted you to think about that before before his show comes out. By the way, speculation all on my part here. 
Um, I think Phil Coulson was a Skrull in um, Avengers. Agents? Yep. Oh, Avengers. No, yeah, Avengers yeah. 1. Um, he was obviously the the escape the scapegoat for the Avengers assembling. Um, he died. Yes. The Avengers assembled. Um, but was it really him? Um, he was part Good of point. Captain. He was part of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Also, the rumors are that Quake, who was part of Agents of Shield, um, she's also. Did you know she's best friends with Little Dicky? I think she's in the really? third season. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's in the third season, I think. Um, fuck. But she played Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's great in that show. Okay. And um, I didn't watch that show. Yeah, but she's great. She's a, she's a, she's an inhuman in the show, um, and she is an agent. She's part of Coulson's team. Rumors are that she's part of Secret Invasion as, as a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's under Nick, under Nick Fury's lead. Um that also makes me think that Agent Coulson is part of the show as well. And I'm wondering if the big reveal is that he is a Skrull, or was a Skrull, and the Skrull version of him died. And maybe Agent Coulson was off-planet somewhere. Ah, which, would wreck, which would retcon everything from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, which is obviously not canon right now anyway. Um, Netflix stuff right. is barely canon at this point. so it's, Yeah, it's not really canon. It's just yeah. there. But that, that, that's I wanted to bring that up. We'll get into that stuff later on. Uh, I think we got a month yep. left for that. So um, yep. let's get into the bigger big review of the week. <sighs> Rocket Raccoon, how I love thee so. Oh yeah! By the way, spoilers. This is going to be a spoiler-filled review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I did not take any notes on this, so probably going to miss a lot of things. We'll get back to it next week when I do a follow-up, but the movie was great. Um, The one thing I want to bring up before I forget, Will Poulter, who played Adam Warlock, he was not used how I thought he would be in this movie. Very, very small role. Very, very yep. dumb role. I think it was dumbed down for this movie. I don't think I don't think James Gunn's a fan of Adam Warlock. That that's what I got from this. I, I think it may have been a Marvel thing where they wanted him to be a part of. They wanted him to be well, a yeah, part he was, of the story. He was at the end of the uh, second one, right? Yeah, that was a cocoon at the end of the second one. He was hatched between the two movies. I um, prematurely liked, is what they say. I liked Adam Warlock in this, and this is somebody who doesn't know much about him outside of what I've read on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, because he's going to come into play much more. Yes. Later on, and that's and he would have been. He would have been too OP um, if he wasn't childlike in this movie. He would have been. He would have been like Superman. Like, what are you gonna do against him? He would have been too overpowered, I think. And I think he was honestly used the correct amount just to introduce him. Um, and I love Will Poulter a lot. Going back to where the Millers, I but, think he's awesome. I really wish we got to see him as it. Um, go on. Well, I do. I, now I can see why James Gunn cast him. Because that yeah. dumb, bubbly idiot, like you mentioned with um, Clark Kent, yeah, is perfect. 
His 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 role. I was gonna say. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about him as Superman? No. I, no. I'm agreeing Hell with you. Hell no. But I like the actor, so I wouldn't be too mad at it. But I don't. I I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't. Wanna... They asked him about it on the red carpet, and he was What's... like, "I have not auditioned." I don't want to get into it with this review, but next week, add it to the notes. Let's speculate on who we want to be Superman. What type of actor? Okay. We'll get into it next week. But we'll talk I already about know Guardians. my answer. But yes, Guardians now. Um, I enjoyed him in this movie. Yeah. If I was him, I'd be a little bit upset that I had to get that jacked for, what, 12, 13 minutes of screen time? If that. But, but I enjoyed him in the parts he was used. Like, a lot of people said that he was underused or he should have been used more. I enjoyed the because there was too much else going on in the movie because you yeah. couldn't take away from the rocket story by having more Adam Warlock. So I enjoyed the way he was lo- used, and I really thought that spoiler his mom dies. I thought that's when he was going to come around and help the Guardians. Instead, they kind of took him a little bit more. And James Gunn, I think, going back to the whole the fact that he was fired off the project and came back, and the whole why did he do that when he gets saved. And I and Groot says, I am Groot. And uh, who is it? Somebody translates that he thinks everyone deserves a second chance. It was like, kind of like, you know, a little bit on the nose for James Gunn. But uh, I enjoyed Adam Warlock in this movie. Um, and I understand that he's not like this kind of stupid childish kid for the most part in the comics. But there was early on, apparently that's kind of how he was. In like yeah. his first couple of issues that he appeared in. From what I've read. Um, now that you mentioned Groot, I want to bring that up before I forget. The very end of the movie, it's kind of it's kind of teased by Gamora where she doesn't understand what Groot is saying throughout the whole entire movie. Yeah. And it's well, once you get used to him, you'll understand him. And then eventually at the end, Gamora, which is the Gamora that was from the other timeline because the Gamora died, the one that Peter Quill yep. was in love with. Gamora, this Gamora understands Groot at the end. Now, when we hear Groot talk, we actually hear him say, I love you guys. Is that the audience understanding Groot because we fell, we fell yes, in love with him? That's, okay, that's what I'm how thinking, I too. took it. That's, that's what I took it, too. Because when I saw it, I was like, it's fucking why is stupid. He, why is he talking? And then, ex- and then exactly when I was in the car, I was thinking about it on the ride home. And I was like, I sat back and I said, that's that makes sense. Like, that makes so much sense. And yeah. I love it. Yeah, I do, too. I I really enjoyed this movie. I'm I not gonna too. lie. Um, I liked it more than the second one. Um, um, yeah, there are parts I just watched. Um, but I just feel like I'm gonna rewatch this movie a lot when it comes out on, on demand yeah. or 4K, or whatever. And also, um, this thought occurred to me: Fuck you, Ray. What? You gave me Guardians of the Vo- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two on 4K. You know I collect. Now I have to get one and three on 4K. So you have cost me sixty dollars. Son of a bitch. And, and the thing is, <laughs> and the thing is, uh, that's not the worst thing I've ever made you buy. How's your new Ma- iMac uh, pulling for you, Kevin? It's great, it. right? It's, the thing it. is, Ray always Ray always tells me to get these things, and I'm always like, I don't want to because spend money, and then I get them, and I'm like, God damn it! And it's like when I was right, looking for TVs. Just... You're the one that told me to get. You're the one that sent me the link to the fucking TV I bought. It's usually right after it, right after that it's usually when I send you the gif of the emperor saying good good yes. that the hate flow through you 
Um, but yeah, Guardians is a good movie. There's a lot of cool scenes. Um, and of course, the movie is Rocket Raccoon's story. Yeah. But it's also James Gunn's love letter to Rocket and himself as a filmmaker. And you get that throughout the writing of this movie. Yes. Um, and you also see... And he humanizes Groot and Rocket. Yeah. Two things you need to do with Superman. Yeah. So I, as soon as I left that theater, I was like, I cannot wait for his Superman. Yeah, me too. I've been doubting um, just in the back of my mind about how he's going to handle it, but we'll talk about that next week when we talk about Superman casting. We're going to talk I about. I can't Superman. wait. He's going to be great. We're going to rip the, the Superman Band-Aid right off next week because yeah. there's a lot of talk about that. Yeah. Um. But it's also the story of the Guardians, and at the very end, the Guardians do break up. There's a new team revealed in the in the end credit scene. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But um, Peter Quill, um, I've always said from the very beginning of these movies, what, what, why, what will happen if he goes back to Earth? Um, and he's been avoiding yes. it. He's been avoiding it forever because that's where his mother died. He thought his grandfather pushed him away, but he was kind of talked at, well, he also just lost his daughter. Um, maybe he didn't push you away. Maybe he was just going through the emotions too like you were. Maybe he needs you. So the very end, after they defeat the High Evolutionary, who I thought was a great casting for, for this, the by the way, great villain. That's great villain. My my favorite villain they've faced so far. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm gonna get into the rocket stuff a little bit further, but we'll talk about yep. Peter Quill first. Um, end yep. of the movie, save the day. Peter Quill goes back to Earth, the real Earth, not Earth, not Counter Earth. Goes back to Earth and sees his grandfather. Grandfather automatically recognizes him, and the his after grandfather credits, like Kevin Feige. Yeah, like he had old man makeup. Yes, yeah, right. He does. Um, <laughs> but um, grandfather's in his nineties now. Has a caretaker, and Peter is uh, kind of living with him. And the very end of the movie, last thing you see before the credits are over, Star Lord, the legendary Star War Lord, will return. Um, yes. Speculation on that as well. We'll get into that next week. Um, like I said, I didn't write any notes on this stuff, so we're doing this all on the top of our head. That's why we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Honestly, but. give me a Star Lord series on Disney Plus of him trying to figure out what Earth is like now that he's in his like forties. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Um, we're kind of figuring it. Out. It probably will be Secret Wars. I'm guessing everybody's coming back, but we'll see. For a second, did you think he was going to die at the end of the movie? I thought he was... The way they puffed up his face, I thought he was dead. That's... They gave him the fucking same effects that Leia had in yep. Last Jedi. Um, I thought... I was like, okay, we got over Rocket. We know he's not dying. Because that was a big thing going into this movie. Is Rocket gonna die? And, we knew that wasn't the case. And then I was oh. like... Chris Pratt's been saying that he wanted to continue... He'd be Star-Lord yeah. again. He said yes. that week before the movie came out. Yeah. So I'm like, he may have said that just because he dies in this movie right, to throw right. people off. Because, um, like you said earlier, hey, Marvel that... was Marvel would give gave James Gunn the green light to pretty much kill anyone he wanted to. Yeah. So I'm very surprised no one died. And especially seeing that scene, wouldn't it be fitting if he died the same way that Yondu died when he was exactly. seeing him? Exactly. And that, um, and, and that would have been... Yeah, it would have been a crazy yeah, ending. It would have been a great ending, but it would have been hard. It would have made the movie difficult to review because I still wouldn't know how I'd feel about it because I love Chris Pratt in that role so much. And I'm, and I'm glad that no one died. I'm glad that yeah, none of too. the I'm glad that that none of the guardians, the main cast, died. Um, but 
let's get into Rocket. We'll, we'll, let's get into Rocket. I want to talk about Rocket, and I want to talk about the new team and and the old team going on their. Separate Can I ways. say one thing real quick before we yeah, get into this? Yep. I am. You know, I'm I'm anti spoiler. I'm anti trailer. Yep. I'm glad I didn't click the link that had the f bomb because that to me, me is too. one of the funniest moments in the history. Because first of all, we've all been there where you're giving someone a ride and the doors are locked, you're unlocked, and they can't get in. And then well, he just goes, and she goes, hit. what's next? She's trying to get into the door. She goes, what's next? He goes, open the fucking door. <laughs> like, to me, that was one of the funniest, because it's happened to everyone. We've all been there where we're giving someone a ride, or we're getting a ride, and we can't get the door open, because either it's locked at the wrong time, or they go to unlock it, and you try to, it's just, I, I loved it. And that was, of course, was that was, of course, Marvel Studios' first F-bomb. Yeah. Which were, they were totally and, against. James Gunn fought yeah. them for it and won. Well, Kevin Feige worked. said, Kevin Feige said, do you really want to be the first person to drop the F-bomb in the MCU? And James Gunn's response was basically like, do you know who I am? <laughs> like, yeah, I I, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, because James Gunn really, if you think about it, the comedy and the way Marvel was after Guardians, it was similar to how it was before, but it shifted a little bit towards mm-hmm. more Guardians-like stuff after that. Because it works. Yeah, it, it did work. It was perfect. And... yeah. Um, Open the fucking door. <laughs> but the two things, the two things before we go tonight, I want to talk about are Rocket. Rocket's character arc in this, it pulls at your fucking heartstrings. First of all, especially the love animals. Which I mean, if you don't, fuck you. The first, the first twenty minutes of the movie, Rocket is shot in the chest, and mm-hmm. the High Evolutionary put this thing in his body where you can't use any any artificial health ways of fixing him kind of straight out of Star Trek where you put a machine on you and heal yourself immediately and he, he was going he was going into cardiac arrest he was dying so they had to search out they don't know much about it because Rocket hasn't talked about his past they had to search out who built Rocket who turned him from a raccoon into this walking talking badass being and they finally find out it's a high evolutionary who is also doing this with a lot of other character, a lot of other creatures, and then you see Rocket's backstory, and you see his friends that were in the cages with him. By the way, Joe is must be killing a lot of uh, Call of Duty motherfuckers. No, he, he's he's yelling for his dog who runs miles away. <laughs> like us. he just said, Guinness, Guinness, come. <laughs> but um, but you see his friends that he meets in the cages with him while he's being while he's being groomed as this uh, yes. very smart. That was oh, so good. The yeah, otter, sorry. the otter Lila, the rabbit with the full scary face mask, face mask named Floor. Yep, because it's on the floor, and the walrus who was called Teeth because he's got teeth, and I Rocket love this relationship. I do, and and rocket, rocket, rocket saw a rocket flying in this in space, so he named himself Rocket. Yep. Um, but you see little glimpses of this story as Rocket's dying throughout the movie for about an hour, hour and a half. You see little glimpses of his memory as he's dying. Now I have a question for you. Flashback. Would you have preferred? If it was just the opening of the movie, it was a lot of the rocket stuff, and I you like, didn't go back I like, and forth. I like how or did, did you like this. the back and forth? I like how they you did the back and forth. Me too. Because it slowly built up to the yep. end, which you yep. see why Rocket never talks about it. Yep. The High Evolutionary. Oh my God! I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into this. The High Evolutionary kills 
all of his friends. Lila first shoots her right in the back, right in front of him. I, he doesn't know until after she's dead. Yes, and it was a gut punch. And yeah, but you kind of knew she was dead. But yeah, <laughs> yes, and uh, and she and then she because Lila wants to see the sky. She's never saw the blue sky. Rocket told her how beautiful it was, um, and she's like, "I think I can see the sky. I think I can see the sky." Lila dies right in front of him, um, and as 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 Rocket grabs the guns, shooting back at the High Evolutionary. Um, the two guards end up shooting his other best friends, Teeth and Floor. This is a gut punch. All four, all three of them dying, and then Rocket goes ballistic and starts attacking the High Evolutionary, shredding him, punching him, ripping him, sh- destroying his face. But you Which, don't get revealed yes, until the end. The entire movie, I was watching it and going, why doesn't he have scratches on his face? Why is he? Why is his face? Because the High Evolutionary has his face stretched over, uh, it's, like, over his just body. Just like Peter Quill says, Robocop. Like, like Robocop. When I saw him, I was like, that's Robocop. And then at the very end, when they kill the High Evolutionary, spoiler. I mean, spoiler alert, we already, we already said that. But when they kill the High Evolutionary, they rip off his face, this mask that he's been wearing. And you see his true face underneath is the face that Rocket scratched and ripped and shredded to hell and clawed to death. Like his entire face is blood. And he looks he, he looked like the Red Skull. It was yes. an amazing visual scene. Right out of a fucking horror movie. And it was incredible. Oh, this scene alone made me love this movie. And it made me love Rocket's story even more to see that aggression and see what he did to this man by killing his family, pretty much his first family, and see why Rocket had a hard time getting with this family of the of the Guardians and being part of this family with the Guardians. The only thing that I wish they showed in a flashback was him meeting Groot. I think that would have been amazing. I think they should do that eventually. Um, I would see. I lo- I would love to see him. Meeting up with group, them becoming best friends, them traveling the galaxy, or why they're traveling the galaxy together. Because Groot is the last member of his species, so how did they meet? I, I'd, lo- I'd love right. to see that interaction. I, um, and I think, that was the one thing that I hated about this movie is we never saw. I wish there was a flashback to where we saw Groot and Rocket meeting. Yes, I think that would have been great. I think we may see that later on because mm. there because is a they're new... voice actors, so it doesn't matter. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about the new team. Uh, yes. The, the, after everybody was after the High Evolutionary was defeated, um, the new team of the Guardians, the old team is leaving. Um, Drax is going off to do his own thing. Mantis is also going off to do her own thing. Peter Quill has gone to Earth. Gamora is a part of the Ravagers now. She doesn't have any memory because she's not the same Gamora. So she's with us. She's a Ravager now. Um, and of course, the Ravagers are pretty much the original Guardians of the Galaxies from the comic books in the eight, in the seventies. So, um, so the only one that's left is Nebula. She's running nowhere. Um, you have Adam Warlock has become a Guardian. You have one yes. of the ki- one of the kids that they save on the High Evolutionary ship. She becomes one of the members. Yeah, is she like a real person in the comics, or or was it just for this one scene? That's why we need to do a follow-up next week because I didn't I've do any research. Listen to three different podcasts about this and nobody knows. Even the people that read the comics have no idea who the fuck she is. You do, you, you do see when she when she's when she's about to attack, you do see her one eye glow, so I was thinking, well, is she a mutant? Maybe she's yeah. a mutant. 
Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that next week. Um, you got Groot, who has grown into a large ass tree, probably fifteen to twenty feet tall now. Big, huge, musc- muscular. Looks a lot, almost a lot like the cartoon version of Groot. I mean, the the comic book version of Groot, the big, tall one. Um, yeah. Rocket. Oh yeah, of we didn't even mention they have a uh, kaiju moment in this movie. Oh yeah. You know James Gunn loves his kaiju. Yep. And yeah, that was Groot. awesome. Where Groot Groot goes like full big Ant Man on everyone. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And of course, Rocket is now the captain of the Guardians. And uh, that's that's where the first after credit scene is. You see, all, oh, and and uh, Sean Gunn is also part of that group as well. Um, so he's yeah, awesome too. I love Sean Gunn. I'm glad he's going to be a part of this because uh, this is, this Guardians group is probably going to be explored somewhere down the line. I'm glad they didn't. I didn't I'm glad nobody died for that reason. And also, if the money's right, I think some of these people, I think Dave Bautista may come back if the money's right and the story's and right. I love how this movie was filled with empathy. I love how this movie, Peter is known as the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then at the end of the movie, like, he goes into that, uh, to face the high evolutionary with basically no plan, except for give Groot some guns. And to save and Rocket. He doesn't, and to save Rocket. But I mean, like, a plan to save Rocket, he didn't really have one. He didn't at all. Um, so, I love the end where he was basically like, Rocket, you're a better leader than I get a- that I could ever be because mm-hmm. it was true. Rocket actually thinks things through. He, he's a much better leader. And I mean, they could easily grab Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel do like a weekend worth of, of voiceover. So they could be in the next movies. Um, or TV show. I really, it'd be great. Or, I would love to, I would show. love to, I would love to see a series of just rocking group. I would love that. Yeah. Yep. Origin story. But that would be, a very expensive TV show because of the CGI. Yep. You'd CGI. Because all CGI. Even their 2014 CGI in the first movie mm-hmm. is insanely good. Yep. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, I really cannot wait to watch it again. At, like I, I almost went to the one thirty show that I bought tickets for in case I couldn't get out of work last night. Um, oh, by the way, I was busy eating Mexican. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Thank God you got out because uh, you almost had the old uh, nubble light screw job. And, not uh, only did I get out, I got called not to come in. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Like, that's I told amazing. You, like I told you, it was like a snow day when you're in high school and you find out there's no snow, it's, there's no school at like 6.30 in the morning. Then I can't go to bed because I'm just happy that I have no school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get into any anything else we want to cover. We're going we're gonna to talk about this next week, I'm sure, in the beginning of the show. When I, when I do a little bit more of a follow-up. Anything else we want to cover um, from Guardians? Any other scenes? I like Nebula's story. No. I like Man- I like Mantis's story in this a lot. Um, I think Drax being the father figure was amazing too in this. Um, it being the was full circle for him. Because he full was circle only for him. Drax the Destroyer because yeah. he lost his wife and kids. Yep. Um, I will say this. This movie made me change my score of Guardians 1. Really, I, I think this movie makes Guardians one better. Yes, I watched it last night. After watching Guardians three, I came home and I put on Guardians one, even though I watched it what a week, two weeks ago. And to me, it made Guardians one a five out of five, which it was close enough to be. A, I should have given it a five two weeks ago. It was close enough. Um, officially, it is a five now for me. Um, I'm changing it. 
I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I liked it more than the second one. I know you're kind of back and forth score-wise and if it's better or not than the second one. But do you want me to give my pineapple score for this one now? You're going to give yours first this time because I'm still on the fence. Okay, four and a half. I gave one a four and a half originally. Now it's five. This is a four and a half. I think I gave two a four, right? Yep. That's how I feel about these movies. I liked two more the second time I watched it. I I cannot wait to rewatch this. What worries me about rewatching this though is all the emotional stuff won't hit me the same because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the stuff that is why I want to give it four and a half is because of the emotion. Because mm-hmm. it it sucked me in the entire movie, and it was probably like I said the first movie in months I didn't even look at my phone once once the movie started. Yeah. Which honestly, with my ADD brain, is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, for me. Guardians 1 is a 5 star. was when we watched it two weeks ago. Yep. Guardians 2 was a 4 pineapple. This to me is in the middle. is a 4.5 as well. It is right in between the two. Yep. Um, probably right directly in between the two. Because I love yeah, Ego. Yeah, that's how I feel. I loved Ego a lot. But I, yep. don't, I don't... The thing I didn't like about the second one was the Sovereign. The yes. the group the group that was in I there agree. I thought I thought those villains were bad that's why that store that's yeah. why that score went way down yep, um, same the emotion the heart Groot's backstory which I've been hoping for since the very beginning seeing why he had all those scars on his body this movie is a four and a half for me easily um, I uh is this the best movie since Infinity War for me is what I asked myself walking out. Since Infinity War, hmm. yes. Now you're talking because I liked I liked No, no Way, Way Home. Home more. I like No Way Home more than Endgame, and I <sighs> think I like this around the same as much. After walking out of theater, not I've seen No Way Home four, four times, so after walking out of the theater, I think I like this right around the same amount I liked No Way Home. I know you gave No Way Home a five, um, yeah, so probably no isn't the same for you, but for <sighs> me, thing. I hate giving scores a movie I've only seen once. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard. Because um, you have... Especially because the last couple of Marvel movies were just kind of mid. Um, so, like, it was, like, this whole, like, rush adrenaline of, like, a really decent Marvel film for me. Um, but I have this right around No Way Home for me. Um, no Way Home, the nostalgia hit with me a little bit more. I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to watch this again to really, really get the, That's, the bigger picture. But I think, to me, this is probably on par with no, no Way Home as far as films after Infinity War go. And I would also give Endgame a four and a half also. So it's like right in that whole area. Um, I like Endgame, but I don't love Endgame. I love Infinity War. I'm the opposite of you. I loved Endgame. You like Endgame everything. more than Infinity War? I definitely do. Wow, that's crazy. The only, the only I don't think like, I've ever heard anyone say that. <laughs> the, the only thing I like about the only thing I like about Infinity War, I, I like the ending. It, it was a very shocking scene to see half the people die. Pretty much the only people that survived the end of Infinity War were the original Avengers, and that was it. Yep. Um, but Endgame had so many great moments that you wanted to see from the very beginning of this MCU saga, um, from Captain America grabbing the hammer to Iron Man pretty much losing his, losing his, um, 
his uh, cockiness and his spine or his um, sorry, I, I, I can't think of it, but him snapping at the end. We should have this conversation some other time. We will. Um, when we're less tired. We should have the Infinity War versus Endgame. Maybe we'll have a couple of people on. Maybe, maybe when Chris can finally get on, we'll have that conversation. Um, we're going to have a lot. War. We're going to have a lot with Chris to talk about, just in general. Yeah, we are. So, yeah. Um, so that's it for our review. And, uh, yeah, it's... Oh, what a great fucking movie. And, of it course, the song... The song played at the end, Florence and the Machine. I've been listening to this soundtrack a lot. Uh, it is yep. a great soundtrack. Go uh, back. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention about the soundtrack, because you had been posting on Facebook about it. Yes. And obviously told me about it. With James Gunn movies, and I don't know, I might be the only one on the planet that thinks this, but his soundtracks go hand-in-hand hand with his movies. Yes. I'm probably thinking outside of the box. <laughs> obviously a joke. But I'd like to see his how he implements songs during the movie before I listened to the soundtrack, if that makes sense. Like, I was I was really happy with how everything came out with uh, his soundtrack on this one. And like I, I mentioned in the beginning... It's not as good as the first Guardian soundtrack, no. but I liked it more than the second one. And I didn't listen to it beforehand because I wanted to see how it played out throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. Um, Go back and, and now it's on it. my phone. Yeah. So Go now I'll listen to it tomorrow. It's, it's a good work playlist because my is. boss doesn't like swears or rap. Oh my gosh. So. But yeah, but that's it. That's it for uh, Guardians review. That's it for our show. And we will next week. We're gonna do a lot of TV reviews next week. Um, I yeah. want to finish shrinking. You have some shrinking to watch. I want to watch Dave. Dave. And I want to watch Bupkiss. I'm gonna finish that probably this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, yeah, and I'll continue watching it. Bupkiss. Bupkiss. B-U-P. Yeah. Yep. I it's been feeling, pretty good so far. Yeah, it's been pretty good, um, and I, I, I'm into comedies right now. So yep. with Ted Lasso in the middle of that, so half hour comedies are easy to get through too. Yep. We'll see because there's so much shit. Like we just mentioned, like fucking, it's always sunny. I want to get into that too. I, there's just so much shit in my catalog. Not even movies, but television. And always sunny has been very hit or miss the last couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you liked our review. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit further next week once I get into some some other people's opinions. Get my get my opinions into there well as well. When I'm not so tired, I can make some actual notes the stuff that we may have missed. I think we get, we've got we got quite a bit of it though. Um, so, thanks everybody. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.